Chapter thirty four of Silas Strong, Emperor of the Woods by Irving Bachelor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty four. Master returned to the fire and lay back on his blanket. Little puffs of air had begun to rattle the dead leaves above him. Soon he could hear a wind coming over the woodland. It was like the roar of distant sea billows. Waves of wind began to whistle in the naked branches overhead. In a moment the main flood of the gale was roaring through them, and every tree column had begun to creak and groan. Master rose and looked up at the sky. He could see a wavering glow through the treetops. The odor of smoke was in the air. He ran to call Miss Strong and met her coming out of her tent. She had smelled the smoke and quickly dressed. "'My land! The woods are afire!' she cried. The sky had brightened as if a great golden moon were rising. Synth ran back into her tent and woke the children. With swift and eager hands the young man helped her while she put on their clothes. She said not a word until they were dressed. Then, half blinded by thickening smoke and groping on her way to the other tent, she said despairingly, "'I wonder where Silas is.' A great feathery cinder fell through the treetops. "'Come, quick, we must get out of here,' Master called as he lifted the crying children. "'We've no time to lose.' She flung some things in a satchel and tried to follow. In the smoke it was difficult to breathe and almost impossible to find their way. Master put down the children and tore some rope from a tent side and tied it to the dog's collar. Then he shouted, "'Go home, Zeb!' They clung to one another while the dog led them into the trail. Master had Saki and Sue in his arms. He hurried up the long slope of Rainbow Bridge, the woman following. They could now hear the charge and raven of the flames that were tearing into a resinous swamp roof not far away. "'Coming fast!' Synth exclaimed. "'Can't see or breathe hardly.' "'Drop your satchel and cling to my coat-tails,' Master answered, stopping to give her a hold. A burning rag of rotten timber, flying with the wind, caught in a green top above them. It broke and fell in flakes of fire. Master flung one off his coat sleeve, and seizing a stalk of witch-hopple, whipped the glow out of them. On they pressed, mounting slowly into better air. Just ahead of them they could see the wavering firelight on their trail. On a bare ledge near the summit they stopped to rest their lungs a moment. They were now above the swift army of flame and a little off to the west flank of it. They could see into a red, smoky, luminous gulf, leagues long and wide beneath the night shadow. Ten thousand torches of dismal flag of destruction. A great wedge of flame was rending its way northward. Sparks leaped along the sides of it like fiery dust beneath the feet of the conqueror. They rose high and drifted over the lake chasm and fell in a sleet of fire on the lighted waves. 
the loose and tattered jacket of many an old stub was torn into glowing rags and scattered by the wind some hurtled off a mile or more from their source and isolated fountains of flame were spreading here and there on balsam flats near the lake margin some of the tall firs when first touched by the cinder shower were like great christmas trees hung with tinsel and lighted by many candles new caught flames bending in the wind had the look of horses at full gallop ropes and arrows and spears and lances of fire were flying and curveting over the doomed woods the travelers halted only for a moment they could feel the heat on their faces black smoke had begun to roll over the heights around them it'll go up the valley in an hour and cut silas off synth whimpered as they went on he must have crossed the valley before now the young man assured her the woman ran ahead and called loudly silas silas she continued calling as they hurried on through the thickening smoke they halted for a word at leonard's trail which left the main thoroughfare to rainbow and going down the east side of the ridge fared away some ten miles over hill and dale to the open country it was at right angles with the way of the wind and would soon lead them out of danger make for benson falls with the children cried synth i'm going after silas she knew that her brother would surely be coming that seeing the fire he would take any hazard to reach them master knew not what to do he had begun to worry about the people at buckhorn but his work was nearer to his hand it was there at the fork in the trail he sent a loud far-reaching cry down the wind but heard no answer he'll take care of himself you'd better get away from this valley he called an oily top had taken fire below and within a hundred yards of them go go quick and save them children she urged then she ran away from him she hurried along the top of the ridge calling as she went a dim misty glow filled the cavern of the woods around her just ahead drops of fire seemed to be dripping through the forest roof it failed to catch it would let her go a little farther and she pressed on a fold of the great streamer of smoke was rent away and rolled up the side of the ridge and covered her she sank upon her knees nearly smothered and put her skirt over her face the cloud passed in a moment her sleeve caught fire and she put it out with her hands she felt her peril more keenly and tried to run she heard zeb sniffing and coughing near master had let him go thinking that he might help her in some way she stooped and called to him and took hold of the dragging rope the dog pressed on so eagerly that he carried part of her weight a broken bough in a treetop just ahead of her had caught fire and swung like a big lantern she had no sooner passed them than she heard the tree burst into flame with a sound like the frying of fat she felt her hand stinging her and saw that a little flame was running up the side of her skirt 
she cried, Mercy! and knelt and smothered it with her hands. Gasping for breath, she fell forward, her face upon the ground. Silas Strong, she moaned. You got to come quick or I won't never see you again. The dog heard her and licked her face. Down among the ferns and mosses she found a stream of clear air, and in a moment rose and reeled a few steps farther. The flank of the invader had overrun the heights. Her seeking was near its end. Showers of fire were falling beyond and beside her. She lay down and covered her face to protect it from the heat and smoke. She rose and staggered on, calling loudly. Then she heard a bark from Zeb and the familiar hello of Silas Strong. Through some subtle but sure intuition, the two had known what to expect of each other and had clung to the trail. She saw him running out of the smoke cloud and whipping his arms with his old felt hat. One side of his beard was burned away. He picked her up as if she had been a child and ran down the east side of the ridge with her, leaping over logs and crashing through fallen tops. Beyond the showering sparks he stopped and smothered a circle of creeping fire on her skirt. Synth lay in his arms, moaning and sobbing. He shook her and shouted, almost fiercely, the little fafons where be they gone with him on leonard's trail synth answered brokenly he entered a swamp in the dim lighted forest now running now striding slowly through fallen timber and up to his knees in the damp earth every moment the air was growing clearer he ran over a hardwood hill and slackened pace while he made his way half across a wide flat. When he struck the trail to Benson Falls, the fire glow was fainter. Now and then a great rushing billow of light swept over them and vanished. He stopped and blew and put Synth on her feet. "'Hard and night, sis,' he said tenderly. She stood and made no answer. In a flare of firelight he saw that she was holding out one of her hands. He struck a match and looked at it and made a rueful cluck. The fire of the match seemed to frighten her. She staggered backward and fell with a cry. He caught her up and strode slowly on. Soon she seemed to recover self-control and lay silent. He was in great pain. He was reeling under his burden but he kept on. She put up a hand and felt his face. "'Why, Silas,' she said in a frightened voice, "'you're crying.' It was then that he fell to the ground, helpless. End of chapter 34